Welcome to Talking Top Rope Walking, Ultimate X in Serious Blackson, Never Be Vague with your boy Craig, and opinion mixing from Peter Nixon, keep doing things in an impactful way, bloody nonsense as the Brits say, Talking bloody nonsense. Yes, it's me, it's me, it's Peter Nixon. Uh, no Craig this week, he is unavailable, but it's too big a news week to skip an episode. Um, I am joined this week by the Booker Man, my good friend, Eric Burnett. Ha- Eric, how's it going? Uh, hello, sir. Uh, I'm good. Um, this wasn't expected this week, so I'm a little bit underprepared um, and have been a little bit under the weather this week. But like you said, there's a lot to discuss this week in yeah. wrestling. Usually it has a bit. Usually if um, myself or Craig aren't available, we'll skip a week. But what with Hard to Kill being this Friday and the news that broke last night and this morning, we felt, well, I I felt that we we needed to put something out there. Um, So, yeah, gave you a call. You were willing to jump on and I appreciate it. you know, I, I don't usually host these things. Craig uh, does the hosting, does the structuring, so it might be a bit disjointed, but we'll try and flow as smoothly as possible. But yeah, I wanted to talk straight away about the um, massive news that's being reported. Um, I don't know if it's been 100% confirmed, but it is all but confirmed that uh, WWE... Um, well, yeah, first things first, Stephanie McMahon resigns. You know, the inventor of women's wrestling. So that's usually a sign of something's about to go down. And then maybe an hour later, it's started being reported that WWE is going to be sold to the investment group in uh, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Obviously, this is monumental news. And even though we are an impact wrestling podcast and deal with a lot of Brit rests, it's too big a news story to just gloss over. Because it's going to overshadow anything that happens at Hard to Kill. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to to talk to you first things first. Talk to you about what your thoughts were when you heard this news. Uh, yes, this was like the first thing that popped up this morning when I, I sort of looked at my phone, um, unsurprisingly, and uh, it's pretty mental. Uh, Vince. The whole Vince thing and Vince coming back and everything, um, and it was being reported that that was due to, you know, looking to sell the company. Um, but even then, you you don't expect something like that to to move and develop as quickly as it has. Um, and a lot of the names talked about were a lot of the big media companies, um, especially, um, you know. The, the sort of parent companies of USA Network and Peacock and, and all that kind of stuff um, with a kind of built in infrastructure with WWE already. That seemed like a big possibility and, and all that kind of kind of thing. And I, I think that's pretty much what would have been the best outcome, probably mm. because of their long term relationship with WWE. Um, but yeah, Saudi Arabia. Um, it's been pretty controversial from the get-go, right, with their their relationship there. Um, 
yeah, I, I'm, I'm hearing the stuff that I'm reading is that a lot of the reasoning behind this sale in particular is that the company will no longer be a publicly traded company and will go back to being a private company, yeah. meaning that Vince can can remain in charge. Um, which I know a lot of people don't don't really support that now um, and have actually quite enjoyed the WWE without Vince around over the last six months. So exactly. um, I, I don't think there's there's anyone around that really sees this as, as positive news. No. Um, yeah, ever since the Saudi Arabia uh, deal was inked and they did that first sh- first show, which was the greatest Royal Rumble in 2018, um people realize well these these shows are pretty much non-canon anything that happens sort of happens in a a vacuum um but then the uh the murder of jamal khashoggi the journalist um made people think well no i'm not gonna i'm gonna not gonna support any dealings with saudi arabia um and it was looked like it looked like um WWE was in it for the blood money and obviously that's that's not their intention but you can't deny that there is blood money involved in all these deals and then uh, the controversy with the airplane not uh, taking off and the uh, the Smackdown roster being um, abandoned in Saudi Arabia for over 24 hours uh it's just it's been one thing after another with Saudi Arabia. Um, one thing about Saudi Arabia is it's a progressive country, and I know people knock their culture and their human rights uh, beliefs, but they are moving in the right direction, and it's it's going to be a, a gradual thing. Um, but the first thing that I thought about, you know, when it relates to Stephanie resigning and. Saudi Arabia investing in WWE is women's wrestling and although you know women's wrestling has been um, more prominent on the Saudi Arabia shows in the you know the past couple of years um, they still have to cover their entire body essentially they can't show any skin from the neck down um, will women's wrestling suffer in WWE do you think Alec, when uh, this deal is is made? Uh, it's a difficult topic um, because I think that the... I mean, the Sa- Saudi Arabia or a, a company you know, within Saudi Arabia um, owns Newcastle United Football Club now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they haven't shut down the Newcastle United women's team. You know, um, yeah, I, I think women's wrestling is not going to suddenly not be a thing for WWE. Um, but if I was a female on their roster, I would be concerned. Um and uh, and same goes if I was on their roster and I was um, and and I was uh, gay or, or um, I, I just think that 
you I think there's going to be a very large kind of brush it under the carpet approach. It's going to be, ah, oh, we've been bought by this company, but Vince is in charge and it's still Vince's company. And that's going to be the kind of narrative, even though that's not what people want. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm concerned for how much exposure women's wrestling gets following this. I don't 100%. And you, you yeah, touched it's going to be. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be shown because there has been a focus on on women's wrestling and, you know, headlining one of the nights of WrestleMania now most, year, you know, the last couple of years um, and, and being presented as as a, a big deal. And I, I, I don't want to see it go back to how it was in years previous. It was kind of a bit of an afterthought. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I'd be I'd be concerned about that. Yeah. And you, you touched on the um, LGBTQIA plus yeah. community, you know, uh, any gay, trans, uh, non-binary wrestlers, you know, if, if they're not under the contract, under a contract now, they're going to want to steer clear of WWE, I would have thought. Um, but yeah. it's, it's good that, you know, there are other options out there. Um, let me look at AEW and Impact, very uh, progressive companies out on that. Yeah, and as as bad as it is, but one of my first thoughts uh, in this whole process is look at all of the fantastic work that's gone into uh, to the Sami Zayn storyline, um, and I'll be you know in his his push and and how you know, the reactions he's getting, and and he doesn't go to Saudi Arabia for their shows because he's not welcome. No. Um, in the same way, MVP uh, as well doesn't. Um, yeah, so I'd be very interested to know his thoughts on it. You know, he's arguably in the middle of you know the biggest profile run of his career, and, and we've not yet reached the payoff for that. Um, and it's it's going to reach its payoff potentially as we're heading into sort of WrestleMania season. I mean, that's potentially massive, but that could all be derailed um, with this. So I'd be interested to know his his side of, of things and his thoughts on the matter as well 100 that was my next topic was uh sammy zayn you know mm. being syrian um and the diplomatic ties uh, breaking down between syria and saudi arabia he is not welcome in the kingdom of saudi arabia and once uh they take over if vince is still in control then maybe it won't be an issue um but if they do have more um pull behind the scenes then yeah sammy's days might be numbered and yeah, let's not forget you can have vince in charge of course absolutely he wants to, he wants to be back in charge of his company um the company that he built but let's not forget and he's an old man he's not going to be around forever um and he's as much as he'd like to live forever i'm sure hmm. um you know, you he's what how was he, seventy-seven or something like that? He's seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. So, you know, he's nearly in his eighties. Like how long can Vince McMahon realistically run this huge company? And when he isn't able to anymore, and you've already run off oh, Steph Stephanie's gone. Um, it'd be interesting to see if Triple H sticks around. 
Mm. Um, and then you've got all these people that Triple H has brought back. Um, you got William Regal <laughs> a little bit, you know, because that's all just uncertainty. And, and if Vince isn't there, then how much say do uh, does Saudi Arabia and, and this investment group? How much say do they have in the sort of inner workings of, of the company? Is it's it's worrying, you know, mm. definitely. Yeah, but uh, the point I was going to make was, you know, Sami Zayn. A lot of people having pegs to win the Royal Rumble at the end of yeah. the month. And, and now I just hire Dinky. <laughs> I just can't see that happening for him now, which is unfortunate because it is the biggest push of his career. And yeah, I, I would hate to see anything um, derail that, but I just can't see it going the way that it was meant to. That mm. sense. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I didn't have him pegged to win the Royal Rumble, but. Um, I still anticipated him you know, getting that big, you know, moment, you know, with with Roman at some point, um, which would have been. I mean, it might still might still happen. Let's not let's not say that, you know, it's not going to happen. But um, yeah, it, I'd be surprised if plans didn't change somewhat. Yeah, absolutely. Um... In, incidentally, who do you have um, pegged to win the Royal Rumble? Um, well, I think there's there's two two trains of thought. Um, one is, you know, I mean, people have said for ages that you know it's going to be Rock and Roman at WrestleMania, so that's one one thought. The other would be Cody. Um, there's no inbuilt story there you know the everything that you've seen on tv says that you know roman and sammy would culminate at mania because it's been the focus of tv but i don't see that as a big enough match to headline wrestlemania so um yeah but will my my issue is would potentially fans boo the Rock because they want Sammy. Mm. Um, that's my concern. Um, you know, if if all this Saudi Arabia stuff goes through, does The Rock want all that negative publicity around him as well? That's if, the thing. But he is a, 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 he, is a Vince, he is a Vince McMahon guy. I mean, so. He is absolutely he is. But you know, he's kind of built up this. Um, Persona of being like the, the nicest guy in the world, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and any negative publicity is not a good thing. Um, Very true. But it'll be interesting. I I just couldn't even before all this. I just couldn't see Sami Zayn headlining WrestleMania. Well, yeah, a lot of people are expecting uh, Sami and Kevin Owens against the Usos for the yeah. title of WrestleMania, which would be a huge match. Not main event, but a big marquee match. And it'd be cool to see the tag titles in a focused um, spot at WrestleMania for once. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else we can really say um, about all of this. Uh, by the way, Dinky thinks Road Dog is going to win the Royal Rumble. Why not? 
Never gonna happen. No. Junkyard dog. <sighs> no. Sorry, Dinky. No. Moon dog Rex. Sorry. Moon dog Rex. No, but Moon dog spots him with a shout. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, ten to one. Ten to one on Moon dog spot. Okay. Um, we've we've talked WWE. Let's talk some Impact Wrestling. Yes. Hard to kill is this Friday. Uh, you can get it on Fight TV. It's £20. Um, I've already ordered it. Um, Lots of good stuff kill. on Fight TV this month. Exactly. I'm Fight TV's favourite son. <laughs> um, How to Kill last year mm-hmm. was one of my favourite Impact slash TNA pay-per-views of all time. Uh, such a spectacular show. And the cards for this year's show... I'm not sure it rivals last year, but if they put on a really good show, then it could be in with a shout of being in the top five impact pay-per-views of all time. Um, how do you feel the the hype has been on impact for this pay-per-view? Uh, I mean, me and you have had a few discussions about it. Um, I'm not as hyped as you are. I don't think, um, I've been getting a little bit, um, not necessarily bored, but I just feel like things aren't particularly fresh at the minute. I mm. feel like, you know, um, and a few people that that I was enjoying are no longer there. And um, yeah, I, I'm not as hyped as, as you are, but looking at the show on paper, you know, has has the ability to to you know deliver for sure. Um, yeah, the build has been solid. I don't think it's been amazing, but it it, it does feel that like we had a bit of a, an issue when we chatted before about Bound for Glory not feeling like a big show. Mm. Um, I feel like this feels bigger, maybe. Yeah, I agree with that. Build, um, yeah, I feel like this feels feels bigger. So, yeah, and they must be doing something right. Yeah, and for the record, Bound for Glory was an excellent show. I yeah, really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, it was, yeah. I, I felt that it, in some places it was, in some ways, it was too good because it was just banger after banger after banger, and no time to catch your breath. Sometimes how an AEW pay per view feels. Um, so I think that's something Impact need to work on is the pacing of the shows uh, because by the main event which was an excellent match Josh and Eddie Edwards I was done I was knackered and I just couldn't pay attention to to wrestling anymore because there was a dog in the way <laughs> um, so we've got two big marquee matches for Hard to Kill um, Josh Alexander defending the world title against Bully Ray uh, in a full metal mayhem match, or as Craig would say, full metal mayhem uh, in the style of Jeff Hardy. And then we've got the last rodeo for the Impact Women's World Title, uh, Jordan Grace defending against Mickey James. Um, we'll do predictions in a moment, but how do you see those two matches going? And do you see one main eventing over the other? If if it wasn't full metal mayhem. I would feel more 
confident that the women's championship could go on last. Still, that because of the stipulation that I think Bully and and Josh will go on last. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they're they're not both you know worthy of, of you know headlining the show or you know main eventing. Um, I think the good the the best thing about this pay per view is it doesn't feel predictable. Very true. Um, some of the the impact shows this year, you know, you, you look at them and you go, well, well Josh is winning, you know. Um, and uh, they felt predictable. This this doesn't. I can't call a lot of it. Um, I will have a good go. <laughs> but, yeah. but, yeah, I, I could I could predict the entire thing and get everything wrong on this show i think um exactly sometimes impact uh pay-per-views and plus specials we put our predictions out there feeling pretty confident and we get two two out of eight right mm. um and that's that could happen hard to kill although our predictions some are some of the same some are very different um so we might as well start with the the pre-show yeah. Uh, let me load up my notes here. So the uh, X Division Six Way. Yeah. Um, I haven't got the list of entrants in front of me, but I know Speedball Mike Bailey, Kushida, yeah. Action Mike Jackson. Yes. <laughs> I love him. I think he's absolutely brilliant. Same. Uh, I think Kenny King. I think he's in it. Your your mate. So. Um, yeah. Aaron Angels, Yuya Yeah, I think that's it. That's six. Yeah. Uh, so who have you got for that one? Um, I've got Kushida. Um, in the hopes that it means Kushida's gonna do a bit more with Impact, be a bit more regular. Um, I think Kushida and Trey would be really good I, and i hope that kushida wins this and then we get a, a little something between them for the x division title yeah that would be sweet um i don't i've got speedball uh down to win it but what he's doing with kenny king i think it's almost like a a subplot and yeah maybe uh kenny will cost speedball the match somehow and and they'll go into a little rivalry um, maybe culminate yeah. the match on the on the plus special. Dinky, you're getting in the way of the microphone. On a, uh, on a side note, there with Kenny King and, and Speedball, um, the the stuff on Impact this uh, this past week involving those two was was so bad. <laughs> um, Kenny King <laughs> to Speedball's dojo. Um, was just awful and then speedball <laughs> just doesn't have any fire in a promo at all uh, it was it was really really i was laughing my head off because it was so bad it was a bit cringy wasn't it it was so cringe yeah i know you're not a, a big fan of kenny king and uh speedball as good as he's as good as he is in the ring he's not the most charismatic um, so, oh, yeah. 
uh, we'll, we'll see how. I think he's he's overrated in every regard. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't rate him like you do. He can do some cool stuff, but yeah, I don't buy into him like like you and, and Craig do. Yeah, um, I, I think he is spectacular. Uh, I don't know um, if Josh and uh, Speedball, the the one hour mm. match, deserve to be match of the year. I think there were far better matches um, in twenty twenty two than that one. But I can mm-hmm. see why, because it's fresh in people's minds. I can see why it got the award. Yeah, then if you have a banger in December, then you know it's more likely to win match of the year than having a banger in January. Yeah, because um, it's it's fresh, isn't it? Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, elsewhere on the pre-show, we've got the Death Dolls against Tasha Steeles, Savannah Evans, and Giselle Shaw. Don't believe the titles are on the line. Yeah, well, it's three on three, isn't it? So yeah. I doubt it would be anything to do with the titles. Um, I think that Tasha, Savannah and Giselle Shaw will win. Yeah, I, I think purely because the titles aren't on the line, Death Dolls yeah. pick up a loss leading to, um, a, you know, a, a team of, Tasha and Giselle potentially challenging for the titles at the next Impact Plus special. Yeah, because I think that if if you have Death Dolls win, then that's again that that kind of program is kind of dead in the water because they've beaten them a few times. Exactly, already. and then who else is there? Yeah, exactly. So I think that's that's the way to go. Yeah, one hundred percent. On the main cards, let's start with the uh, four-way number one contenders match for the Knockouts World title. You've got Taylor Wilde, Killer Kelly, Diana Perrazzo, and Masha Sramovic. Who do you reckon for that one? Um, I think that's quite difficult to call. Um, it's so difficult, in fact, that we've got three different answers down here. Have so, I already given you my answers? You have indeed. I've got them in front of me. I um, can't, can't even remember what I went for in some of these. You uh, said Masha Sramovic. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is the most likely. Um, like I say, I'm very un- unprepared for this podcast. Mm. Didn't write anything oh, down. Me too. I'm always unprepared <laughs> when, when I record with Craig. I rely on um, Yeah, Masha, I think, is the most likely. Um, Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised though if um, if Diana won, right? Because I think that after Chelsea Green has left, she kind of needs rebuilding a little bit as a single, yeah, um, and as a contender. So I wouldn't be surprised if she won. I'd be very surprised if uh, Killer Kelly won. I don't feel like she's done enough yet. Um, well, that's who Craig has gone for. Okay. Yeah, interesting, right? Yeah. Um, the only reason I don't think Masha Sramovic will win is because I do think Mickey James is going to win the Knockouts World title. And if that's the first program for Mickey James as world champion, 
because I think it's it's going to be Masha Skramovich that that ends the last rodeo. I think Masha will defeat Mickey James at some point and uh, to end the last rodeo and become the world champion. But I don't see it happening straight after Hard to Kill. Mm. So I have gone for Taylor Wilde. And I think that'll be a fun match, considering she's been repackaged in her witchy she's, she's only just had the match with Mickey, though, right? Yeah, but that was old school Taylor Wilde. Okay. Yeah. I think it's I think it is a match that's kind of wide open and, and no result would massively surprise me. No, exactly. Um, which is cool going in. It makes me, you know, makes me interested to see it. Yeah. Um, you know, as opposed to if it was a foregone conclusion, then you can just kind of brush past it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we might as well talk about it now then. Um, the last rodeo, Mickey James and Jordan Grace for the world title. What did I go for last time we talked? <laughs> Uh, everyone on my list has gone for Mickey James. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that... I think the the whole last rodeo thing doesn't end with Jordan Grace. Mm. Yeah. Um, I can't see her um, being the one to beat Mickey James, so... Mickey has to win win the title um, just in time to be back in the Rumble. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, she's, on my she's on my list. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it will go that way. And I, th- I, I wouldn't be surprised, as, as you put it, um, for Masha to be the one to end the last rodeo. Um, yeah, I don't think there's much, much I'll stay. I'd, I'd, I'd be very surprised if it went the other way and this was Mickey James' last match. Yeah, um, I think they're, they're doing little bits to make people think that this is it for Mickey James, like um, video packages on Impact. Uh, Lisa Marie, uh, Tara, Victoria mm-hmm. is going to be in attendance, um, close friend of Mickey James. So they're doing little bits to make people think, oh, is this it? But... I don't think it's going down just yet. Mm. I think here's the thing. I think Jordan Grace could be the person to end the last rodeo. The way I would book it is uh, to have Mickey win here and Jordan turn heel. And then, you know, end the last mm-hmm. rodeo further into the year. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Um I can't well, see. It I'm happening. not the Booker Man. What would you I do? Can't see, I can't see it happening, but it's not a bad idea. Um, yeah, I think Mickey wins, and uh, yeah, she'll she'll beat a few. Yeah, make a few defenses, lose it a bit later in the year. Maybe maybe even have you know it'd be the the last run goes right through to maybe like Slammiversary or something. Yeah. Um, and and lose it there. And that that'll be that. Um, perfect perfect place to end it for sure. Yeah. Plus, it's then not not a whole sort of ten months to bound for glory to lose it. You know, it's it's quite that's quite a long stretch to kind yeah. of keep people caring about it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't. I'm not 
seeing Jordan turning, personally. Okay. But, yeah. Fair enough. Let's switch gears entirely and talk about Falls Count Anywhere. Steve Macklin and Rich Swan. So when we talked previously, in fact, everyone has gone for Steve Macklin. Mm. Uh, do you maintain that opinion? Um, yeah. Cool. Um, Good chat. Good podcast there. Yeah, I know, right? Um, sorry, I was kind of swallowing some drink and I had nothing left to give you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that Macklin wins. Macklin should win. Um, I think it would be good. Um, yeah. I'd l- I like the idea of Rich Swan, because Rich Swan kind of dips his toe into the X Division stuff. Yeah. But also mixes it up with with the heavyweights as well, which kind of makes him feel more important sometimes than the X division, you know, because he's been a former world champion and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be good to see him in a, in a fight, you know, um, as opposed, you know, with false count anywhere, as opposed to more of a sort of flying around X division style match. I think, I think it could be, could be really good and actually do, good things for for rich swans i know he's just signed a new contract so yeah um which is a good thing because i'm a fan of his but the task they've got now is is keeping people interested in him um because at the minute he kind of just feels like a bit of a utility player that you just kind of plug in to matches with people who you're building up or um into matches where um yeah you know he's not really the focus of you know, it's not intended to get him over. Um, and he's good. So, you know, he could he could potentially do do more. And if he's sticking around for a while, he has to win sometimes. You know, he has to, um, because otherwise people just stop believing in, in him altogether. So, yeah, I don't think he'll win this one. But I think he should be in um, in some some big matches and then a proper program and you know, used if he's going to be sticking around. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. The last time we saw Rich Swan in a, in a fight was against Sammy Callahan. I think it was rebellion a couple of years ago and the match was spectacular. So we know yeah. Swan can perform in these circumstances, but the general consensus is that Steve Macklin will be world champion at some point this year. Uh, so, yeah, I think Steve Macklin does need the win here. How would you feel about Steve Macklin being the world champion? Do you think it's too soon? I'm a big fan of his. Um, but I don't think he has been presented as being on that level yet. I don't think... Um, I think the problem is that if he won it, say he's, say he's the next guy and he beats Josh in the next month, couple of months, right? I don't think it's the run that that you would want for him. You know, sometimes you have a heel win the title and they have longer runs generally than than. Than the babyface because you know the, the chase is usually better than the, the run when it comes to yeah. babyface. So, um, but I 
I don't know. He just doesn't feel like um, a main event guy yet. I don't know. I personally don't think Macklin wins the title anytime soon. Okay. That's, that's the first person I've heard of that opinion. But, you know, they can do they can do a lot to get him there. You know, and I think he has the ability to get there and and, and be a world champion. And, and I support a push of Macklin <laughs> to get there. I just, at this moment in time, he doesn't feel like a world, like he'd be the next world champion. Well, yeah, there's plenty of time between now and Bound for Glory, for example, to build him up into that oh, position. Yeah, yeah. Of, of course. He, uh, I, just, I just don't see him there yet. And I don't see Josh holding it until Bound for Glory. So I don't see that he's going to be the next guy, you know? No, that's absolutely fair. Let's talk about the Digital Media Championship. The prestigious one, Joe Hendry, defends against Moose. Now, we have all gone for Joe Hendry here. But that yeah. seems mad when, in, when you think about it, that Joe Hendry would defeat Moose on pay-per-view. But it feels like, you know, Joe Hendry's only just getting started with the Digital Media Championship. So why would you take it off him? And why would Moose even be interested in that title? Yeah, the title's beneath Moose. Um, Moose doesn't need it. <clears throat> Hendry does need it. Mm. It elevates Hendry to have it. Yeah, and but a Matt, win against Moose would elevate Hendry massively. Yeah, I can't see it being some big clean finish. No, you know, I think you said when we were chatting, you know, roll up, beats him, roll straight out. Moose is angry. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, but then. If he kind of if he goes over cheap with a roll up, that kind of thing, that almost can't end the feud, you know. Yeah, I, I think there's more legs on this um, storyline than than just this match. Yeah, but, but then obviously you're then gonna have another match, and then the titles on the line again, and. You just will still look at it as this title's beneath Moose, so you're kind of in a bit of a corner. Um, yeah. Maybe Moose uh, costs Hendry the title between uh, now and their next match. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not changing my my decision. I mean, Moose. I think Hendry will win. I think Moose is above this title and above this feud, really. Um, but then it's kind of like, what do you do with someone like Moose who, if he's not challenging for the main title, you know? Mm. Exactly. Yeah. And he's, he's gone through a lot of the roster already. Mm. We, we need something fresh. For, and this is a fresh um, angle for Moose. Yeah. But, but yeah, what, what then? Mm. It's difficult. It is tough. Because um, every, everybody, no matter what company, Everybody's got a shelf life, um, and and eventually you, you run through all the different matches and all the different combinations with someone. And whilst you look at them and think this guy's really really good, what next? You know, and I feel like Moose is getting to that point mm. now, um, where it, it was after he lost the title to Josh. There was rumours that he was taking time off, and then he kind of never left. Yeah, um, and I think 
if anything, that time off might have done him good because it would make you miss him a little bit and then could come back fresh. And in that time, maybe you know, there's a few new people on the roster and things that he can interact with. Um, yeah, I think it's a great match and feud for Hendry. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Think about this benefits Joe Hendry. Mm, yeah, well, and I'm all in favour of that. I'm a big Joe Hendry fan. Um, let's move on to Eddie Edwards and the octopus Jonathan Gresham. Mm. Uh, it was so cool to see Gresham show up again and reveal that he is under contract to Impact. Um, we we knew he left Ring of Honor slash AEW on bad terms, and where else was he going to go, really? Um, I think he's going to be a great fit. Um, is he can he can slot into whatever division you want. As a former Ring of Honor World Champion, that makes him in my in my mind an instant contender to the Impact World Title. But he fits perfectly into the X division. Uh, so I'm interested to see how this match goes because we are divided. Uh, on our opinions on the outcome of this match. You have gone for Eddie Edwards. Myself and Craig say Jonathan Gresham is going to win this one. Yeah. I feel like Eddie loses the big match too often recently, maybe. Um, I feel like he needs it. I think he can he can go over dirty, you know, or whatever, but um, this is a really difficult one to call, I think, because does that then take the shine off Gresham, who's only just coming in? Exactly, but that's my more, that's my thought. But then you need to keep Eddie strong for for when PCO comes back, because mm. um, that's obviously inevitable. Um, so this is re- this is really quite difficult. Um, but yeah, I I think Eddie Edwards takes this one. Um, I don't know what has led me to that decision, if I'm honest. And this could go either way. I'm kind of 50-50 on it, so I just kind of took a punt. No, that's fair. Um, Jonathan Gresham has the ability to beat someone without making them look weak. Mm. Jonathan Gresham's one of those wrestlers that doesn't have a finisher. Um, He beats people no end of ways. Um, You know, rolls them up like a pretzel and pins them or uh, make them submit in some, you know, far out submission hold. So I think the way it goes down, Jonathan Gresham wraps Eddie up, pins him, one, two, three, um, but Eddie doesn't look weak in defeat. And that then leads to the return of PCO at Hard to Kill. Because you can't have the Hard to Kill pay-per-view on Friday the 13th of all dates, without having PCO make an appearance. So Gresham wins, Eddie jumps him. Yeah. And then PCO makes a save. Yeah, could be. Or Gresham gets out of there, Eddie's cutting a promo in the ring, and PCO mm. comes back, or just throwing a tantrum. Yeah, I, I could I could see it. I could see that being, that happening. Um, you said about kind of tying him up, pinning him one, two, three, you know, some sort of, you know, is that too close to the finish that you've predicted for Hendry and Moose on the same show? If you separate um, them, I don't think it matters. If you that, put one at the start of the show, one at the one close to the end, 
Yeah, yeah. I, like I say, I can see it going both ways. So um, I'm sticking with my prediction. But yeah, I could I could see that happening. Yeah. Cool. Let's talk about the X Division Championship match. Uh, the new Trey Miguel uh, taking on your boy Black Taurus. Uh, assuming you like Terry Runnels, then it's not the first time I've been told that. No, I think that's fair. Yeah, um, it's my rank that also gets that comparison. Yeah, uh, Taurus will be accompanied by Crazy Steve, and uh, you know, is Decay still a thing now that the the Death Dolls have taken off? Um, not really. They've changed. His music as well, Black Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't really think it's a thing anymore. Mm. Um, and if it wasn't being used as a thing and they weren't interacting with each other anymore, then, yeah, just kind of quietly leave it alone. Yeah. And then potentially, you know, get a year, 18 months down the line, you can always bring it back together and then it's fresh again. Um, yeah, very true. If you're doing nothing with it, then... You might as well just quietly and and you know sometimes it's the right thing for you know not every group needs to have some grand breakup um you know not every tag team needs to have some big big breakup where the parties will go against each other sometimes it's just the right time to move people apart um i think i'm pretty sure i said trey retains right yeah we all did yeah, that's my prediction. That's not what I want, but it's my prediction. Um, that's fair. I think yeah. there's still a lot for Trey to do in this new persona. It wouldn't yeah, make yeah. sense to take the belt off him just yet. Yeah, I mean, I'm... Yeah, my head obviously says Trey. My heart says otherwise. But my body! But that's... Uh, that's mainly just because I'm a massive, massive Black Taurus fan. So, um, but yeah, it's probably the right decision for Trey to retain. And if he does, then I hope I'm right with the, the pre-show match. And then we get Kushida and Trey, I think would be wicked. So, yeah, definitely. That'll be a hell of a match. Um, yeah. hope we hope we do get that at some point in some fashion. Definitely. Um, yeah, we've all gone train together on that one. Let's talk about the tag titles where we have totally different opinions again. Uh, it is the Motor City Machine Guns defending against Ace Austin and Chris Bay, the major players, and Heath and Rhino. Tag titles on the line. You have predicted the Motor City Machine Guns to retain. I have gone for the major players to win the belts, and Craig has gone for Ace and Bay. I think it's very interesting that we all pick um, different teams there. But as, again, it's another match that's very unpredictable, in my opinion. The only team that I can't see winning them is Heath and Rhino. Agreed. I could see it going any of the other ways that we've predicted. Um, Ace and Bay. Um, again, I've got... <laughs> I think I went mostly machine guns just based on the fact that they've just won them. Mm. Um, so I feel, and sometimes I don't like the titles changing hands in like these multi-man matches. I prefer to be like an actual 
proper program between one team and another team or one guy and another guy. Yeah, um, I, I get you, but this is an elimination match. It's not one fall wins it. So you, okay, I didn't yeah. I didn't realise that. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, Motor City Machine Guns uh, made that stipulation so they can vanquish three teams at once, as opposed to you know not just lose the belts without being pinned. Okay, I changed my pick. Okay. Based on that. Ace and Bay. Ooh, okay. Drama. I'm sticking with the major players. Okay. And I think Matt Cardona slash Zack Ryder rocks up to the Royal Rumble and is an entrant. And uh, I don't think he'll necessarily have the impact world tag team titles with him um but i think zach Ryder will make an appearance in the royal rumble this year and you made a really good point uh i think it was on your last week's show when you said that you know even if he's not doing a proper wwe return him showing up in the rumble as zach Ryder just adds so much to his indie gimmick exactly i think it's brilliant you know yeah, I, I think I think it would be class. Um, I go with Ace and Bay in the hopes that they then start using um, Ace of Spades, but sang with the names Ace and Bay as an entrance theme. The um, Ace and Bay. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's the only reason I want that to happen, um, which won't <laughs> happen. So, you know. Um, yeah, I think I think. Okay, yeah, if it's elimination, I'm, I, I will, I'll change my pick to Ace and Bay. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, why Why is that a factor in your uh, changing of opinion? Why do you think because it's a reflection, um, it will now be Ace and Bay? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's strange because I can see... I can see it coming down to... Machine Guns and Ace and Bay, if it's done elimination. Um, and in my head, I was thinking that coming out of this match, Machine Guns and Ace and Bay two on two would be where it goes next, and then Ace and Bay would, would win them. So in my head, I had them pegged as the next champs. I, I think that just it, it being elimination you can have it come down to those two teams i think um yeah i just i i, I had them pegged to kind of you know do something further with machine guns i don't know where it kind of leaves major players though that's the only thing mm. i feel like if they don't win the title soon then you know maybe maybe matt cardona has re-signed with wwe um and if he has, then he'll probably win the tag titles because that's what they do when people are leaving, isn't it? Yeah. Um, they give everyone the tag titles before yeah. they leave. <laughs> so I think if they if major players win, it's a sign that Zack Ryder's coming back to WWE permanently. Mm, okay. <laughs> As we enter the final 10, 10, 10. See, I can do it too, Craig. Let's talk about the world title match. Mm-hmm. Full Metal Mayhem. Josh Alexander defending 
the the now longest reigning Impact World Champion defends the championship against Bully Ray. People are divided on this one. Um, a lot of people are 100% certain Josh will retain. A lot of people think Bully Ray might win the belt. A lot of people are pissed off at the very thought of Bully Ray being the world champion in 2023. How do you feel about the possibility of Bully Ray being the world champion? I like Bully Ray as a character. Um, and I've liked his comeback as a character and what they've done as, as a character and the story. Um, but I kind of feel like Josh has set a standard for the quality of match that you expect for the world title in yeah. impact. Um, and so have, you know, for, for a while now, actually, um, you know, Moose w- was having some some absolute bangers, as was, you know, um, who had it before Moose. Remind me, Christian Cage. Christian Cage. Um, you know, I Kenny just Omega. Yeah, we'll say less about that. Um, but even I don't know. I just feel like Bully Ray, the character absolutely should be world champion um but yeah it's it's taking the belt in a completely different direction that's not been in for a while yeah um, because it's been very um exactly um <laughs> very it's tough. the quality of of match expectation with the world title for a while has been very very high um I think it's smart, it being full metal mayhem because it can hide. But and I hate saying it because Bully Ray's good, you know. Mm. It, it's going to be very much, even, you know, he's a brawler. Um, it's not going to be some, you know, 30 minute classic, uh, in ring classic. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm torn again, which is which makes it a really good pay-per-view to watch Mm -hmm. not knowing how things are going to go. And it means that I will watch it at my earliest convenience to avoid having anything spoiled because I look forward to watching and not knowing what's going to happen. Um, I wouldn't have predicted a month of Sundays that Bully Ray would come back and be the next champ. If you'd have said this to me, um, in September before he came back at Mount Glory. Never would have predicted it. He wasn't really doing a lot in other companies. He's still doing a little bit with the NWA, but even they haven't, you know, put him at the top of the card, really. Um, so, yeah, really surprising. But the story's been good. Um, and I'm not sure who I said the other day, um, but I've gone back and forth in my head about this a few times. I think title change. Okay. You've you've changed your opinion then because you did say Josh. Right. Yeah. Alec, I agree with you. I think Bully Ray is going to take the world title. Now that Josh has surpassed uh, Bobby Roode as the longest reigning world champion, 
there's no harm in taking the belt off Josh and having him chase um, a heel Bully Ray again and potentially being a three-time world champion come rebellion. But I think it, it freshens things up to your point. You know, has Josh gotten stale as world champion? Are people losing interest? And I think if Bully Ray uh, wins the world title, uh, gets a bit more interest in the product, because Bully Ray is a big name, mm. um, sometimes not necessarily for the right reasons. He's very controversial in his opinions. Um, but yeah, when, when Bully came back at Bound for Glory, um, I was hyped just to see him appear in the gauntlet. When he won yeah. it, when he won the Call Your Shot gauntlet, I was less enthused. Because, you know, what are we doing? Why are we giving Bully Ray a push in 2022? But since he's been back... I don't think it was helped by suddenly you had weeks of Tommy Dreamer in matches again and and stuff. Mm. I don't think that helped matters. No. Because I don't really think anyone really wants to see that now. Um no. But yeah, that's the bully, bully story. It kind of uh, yeah. So it was a slow starter, um, yeah. story wise. But yeah, it's definitely getting the heat now. Yeah, as soon as they turned bully at overdrive, because in the back of your mind, you, you knew that the turn was going to happen when it happened. Dinky, calm down, please. Come on. When the turn happened, it was so well done. It got so much heat, and he's been fantastic. You know, um, when he he used the the good hands, which is a dreadful tag team name, by the way, John Skyler and Jason Hotch, um, mm. used them to dupe Josh, and uh, and then he did the stuff with Scott Demore. He put him through the table. Um, it's been good stuff. Hello. Um, so I'm not against the idea of of Bully being world champion, mm. but it can't be a long reign. Three months max. Right. So, question for you: If Bully's winning, okay, say he holds it for three months, is that just three months of rematches with Josh, or like who 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 challenges Bully? Who's you know who's the baby faces that Bully can run through as challengers? Rich Swan. But then, if you're beating Rich Swan, they're hard to kill. Did you see what I mean about about Rich Swan not being in that position because he's constantly the kind yeah. of putting other people over? Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, <laughs> Slim Pickens. Yeah. In terms of you know world title matches, I mean. Well, I think Bully goes through lesser challenges, um, almost sort of easy matches. Um, mm. Until the Josh rematch, where Josh gets Josh gets the belt back, maybe in a steel cage or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one match that would be interesting, it could tell a good story for one of the Impact Plus specials, um, and tell a short little burst of a story with Bully as champion. Would be um, a singles match with Saban. Yes, um, yeah, the man yeah, beat him yeah, for the world title. That, that could be set up pretty easily. Mm, um, yeah, good uh, point. Could be, could be pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't think there's that many babyface challengers that are right there 
you know? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it could be a long run because I don't think they've got the depth in in babyface challenges no. for a heel champion at the minute. Yeah, very true. Bring back uh, Kazarian for another title match. Really? Well, you could. I mean, you, you absolutely could. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or Elix Skipper. Yeah! Right, well, <laughs> let's, let's talk about this. Where did you uh, read this or hear this, that Elix so might he, be... He did, a, he did like a signing thing with with a little interview thing, and there was some news article posted some quotes from it um, where he said that he stopped wrestling because his oldest son was killed. Ooh. Um, and he kind of, he, he carried on a little bit after that and kind of lost the love for it and, and things and, and left wrestling alone completely. Um, and now his other kids are kind of old enough um because he didn't want to be away from home a lot and things like that was what he was saying um and yeah he said that um his wife has been pushing him to to do it um and he was he was it, it seemed like a kind of yeah we'll we'll see what happens she's pushing me to do it and if i was if i'm gonna do it it's gonna be sooner rather than later and just seemed like quite a positive uh, look on it so maybe it, it's something that could happen which that, I, I was quite excited about yeah that would be so awesome and uh, like we spoke about earlier impact would be the perfect home for the return of elix skipper can't believe oh, it, would have, it, would almost, it would almost have to be impact right it would. Um, i mean i could uh, don't get me wrong i could see it just randomly cropping up on like a gcw card somewhere yeah um but but uh, you know if he's gonna have you know a little run you know, a little comeback run, then absolutely impact. Plus, you know, I'm sure he's not, you know, even if he's thinking of a comeback, I'm sure he's not looking to be, you know, out every week traveling the country and whatever. Um, So impact that kind of does a whole weekend of tapings and then nothing for several weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's something um, to keep an eye on. Yeah. Prime time, baby. Yeah. Well, we Eric, we did it. We uh, we did an hour. Woo! Just the two of us. I'm I'm uh, I'm chuffed. I think it's been a, a really good episode. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed coming on and chatting some impact. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Well, it's always good to chat to you. Um, let's talk about DOA's upcoming dates. Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, the first show of the year, I believe, is the. Uh, 28th? 28th 28th of january yeah yeah um so we are sort of collaborating on a on a show uh with waw um at their performance center on 28th of january um it should be a lot of fun you know we there's some um it's not a show where it's like has to be their guys against our guys you know, it's just a, a joint show, mm. um, which was was important to me because I didn't want it to be presented because then one company's got to come out of it looking worse than the other. Um, one company's got to win, one company's got to lose. You know, traditionally these sort of joint shows, um, 
that WAW have done, not just with ourselves in the past, but, you know, um, other companies as well have kind of been your champion against our champion or your guys against our guys. And then a big multi-man at the end to kind of, you know, with point systems, all sorts of stuff like that that's been suggested in the past and that we've done in the past. And that's not what this is. It's not what what it was about. Mm. Um, we've just decided to to come together. We did a show um, there last year on WrestleMania weekend, um, which you hosted. Yeah. Um, in in their house. In their house. Mm. Yeah. So that um, and that worked out great. Um, we had a really good night. And then we had you know, both nights kind of had um, WrestleMania on their big screen um, after the shows. And so the idea came up to do the same for the Royal Rumble. Um, but obviously that's only one night. So we, we decided to do it together. Um, matches are going to be sort of released over the next kind of week or so. Um, so, yeah, by the time this comes out, uh, I don't think I'll be... Uh, ruining anything by by um, sort of saying a couple of those matches that will yeah, be yeah. released by the time this comes out. So, um, well, this this we're recording for full disclosure, ladies and gentlemen. We're recording on the Wednesday. Um, it's going to be released tomorrow night, Thursday. Okay, okay. So when you listen to this, um, you will be aware that um, <laughs> the first match that is being announced. Um, actually, I'm not sure. First of all, so I'm going to I'm going to say two of them here because they're the first two that are being announced. If you get one of them a day early, then then you you lucky lucky so and so's. So one of which, um, even though I've just said we're not doing, it's not about us against them. Um, we did unanimously decide that um, the DOA Tag Team Champions, the lads would go against the WAW Tag Team Champions, the Battle Cats. Oh, um, that would be a great match. So that should be should be really good. Um, no titles on the line. It's just our champs against their champs, um, which I think, you know, could... Yeah, it's got potential to, to steal the show, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be a lot of fun. And we have the DOA Pandemonium Championship being defended. Um, so Big Joe will be defending against uh, Mitchell Starr in an evening gown match. That is brilliant. So that that again should be um, a lot of fun. Uh, and there, there's a load of more matches being going to be announced, and also a full thirty-man Royal Rumble as well. Um, so yeah that one should be should be a lot of fun um and then we are in Bury St Edmunds um on the 18th of February uh back at uh, Newbury Community Centre uh, we did our first show there um in what, what would it have been November time wasn't it um I remember the match. September, September, I think. Yeah, it would have been. It was uh, Brad O'Brien against Hernandez. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, October. So that was October. Um, and and the show did great. The venue were were lovely. It's a really nice new building. Um, 
yeah we really enjoyed working with the with the venue there they were very happy with the event they really couldn't wait to get us back um which is always a, a great thing when you've got you know good relationship with a with a venue um and uh, and yeah we're looking to really build on what was a really positive start um tickets are already doing really well um and uh, and yeah that show the the one of the matches for that will be um will be dropping in the next couple of days um and that is actually the lads first actual title defense of the year um so that will be announced and that is the lads taking on team hell snow which is uh, truman roswell and blue cane oh fantastic um, so, so that that when we see uh, blue cane back in doa yeah yeah he's quite difficult to get hold of you see um doesn't have a phone so, i'm guessing yeah um so uh that should be a lot of fun but yeah there's there's a lot of um big matches yet to be announced for that show um and then march 18th we return to great yarmouth our first uh, drill house show of 2023 um which is again shaping up to be um a really really good card um that also features the uh, return of ash draven uh, for the first oh. time in several, several years my, my um, old frenemy yeah yeah so he'll be he'll be back in action um for us on that one um and you know big joe's on there brett semtex will be on there defending the the, the doa championship on there um so yeah that that's that's again drill house has been an amazing venue for us um and uh, and it just continues to to be a great crowd and can't can't wait to to get things rolling there i think that's the first three shows of the year and i think all three are gonna gonna knock it out of the park and start the year off the right way i think fantastic that is so cool to hear well alec thanks for taking time out of your day um to come on and record um so much to look forward to with doa with impact with wrestling in general um is there anything else you need to to promote yeah just just one last thing that our final show um of 2022 was uh, slightly delayed due to my really busy schedule over over the christmas period um was slightly delayed but that does drop on fight uh, on january 20th and that is uh, eight o'clock uh, i'll drop on fight but obviously it's on demand so if you don't catch it at eight o'clock you can watch it at any point after that along with um all of our shows um going back all the way back to um beach ball mania three which is our first show back after the pandemic and our first show there on fight so you can go back and watch any of those shows for the next one which is final destination from the drill house and that drops on january 20th fantastic and all doa's stuff on fight tv is free yeah uh, don't need a subscription to fight plus it's all free ready to watch whenever absolutely really really cool uh well alec thanks again um i'd like to thank mr frank fiat for the entrance music um and just tell everyone to carry on supporting wrestling so uh, uh in the immortal words of mr impact craig goodbye my friends <laughs>